What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your regular hosts here every single week. My name is Mitch, and uh, Kyle is out for this week, but joining me today, I have the love of my life, Boozy. Ah, yes, I'm here, and no Kyle. This is the perfect day. Yes, and also joining us, we have Miss Courtney Sperling. It was the perfect day. (laughs) It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, though. I, I haven't heard anyone reference Adele in a while. I know. Keep I it alive. I What's I, Adele doing these days? Eating. Killing it. <laughs> Mitchell, she lost a bunch of weight. Don't be an ass. I'm a fat guy. I can be an ass. <laughs> She's also the most talented person on the planet. <laughs> she is. Don't at her. Either way, we are joined today at this holy table of terror. Yes. In which we are going to just, this is going to be an episode. We have never done an episode like, actually, Courtney and I did an episode like this during quarantine. Yeah. Um, But we don't have a main feature this week. Nope. Instead, we're catching up on all of the things that we watched like pretty much throughout October. And uh, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. November. Like like Stain said it best. Yes. True. Courtney doesn't want to laugh at that. No, okay. <laughs> but no, yeah. Today we're just we're going to be offering up uh, some reviews of all the films that we've seen recently. This is just it's gonna, been a while. <laughs> this is just going to be an open conversation, and it's already off to a great start. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. So boozy, how have you been? Great. It's been a while since I've seen you. It's been a long stained while. It's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, stained. Laugh. Stop. <laughs> how are you doing, Courtney? Really good. Thanks. It's, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. I you know. guys have been festivaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, by the time people hear this, I'll have known. But at the time right now, I don't know how it went. Oh. Yeah, Boozy hasn't listened to the episode, which came out today while we're recording. it literally oh. just came out today, and we're recording oh, okay. today. Okay. Last week, we had Scott Hamilton, the film programmer at the Broadway Theater, on to talk with me about every film that we saw at the festival. I hope you guys listened to that episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder, that conversation is entirely spoiler-free. Uh, so if you weren't there, you don't need to worry about anything being spoiled. It's more so just us offering up our thoughts, spoiler-free, that uh, will deter if you're going to determine if you're going to check these films out which i suggest you will and you you can talk about some today yeah i was just gonna say that uh you and scott are the best people i think to have talked about those movies because you guys you. are both so passionate and scott's just a wonderful guy to talk to scott is the absolute greatest He's so smart so nice yeah i could listen to him for hours and i have done it before yeah <laughs> <laughs> we we tend to chat and uh just we will not stop chatting so yeah. so that'll be a good episode yeah um, cool. Well, actually, do you want to lead off with that? Do you want to name off some of your favorites from the film festival? And you can talk about them. Do spoiler free. Sure. Um, so I missed, I think, two nights. Yeah. Um, but I went for lots of them. Um, Just say like the ones that stick out to you the most. So let's start off Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman is so much fun. Uh, Mitchell and I watched it couple what weeks ago months ago yeah it was for the programming and process. we thought it was just absolutely hilarious and yeah, then we... we found out that nobody else thought it was funny oh and God, so Courtney. we were like what that's insider baseball stuff for the film <laughs> fest that's only for the film fest folks to know oh <laughs> it ended up playing so whatever <laughs> yeah but um, we we definitely liked it the most out of everybody yeah. no and it's it's so much fun um that's gonna be a shutter one right i have no idea if that's right the only one i know is for sure shutter is lucky oh okay which you didn't see. No, I didn't see, but I really want to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Psycho Gorman was awesome. Uh, the one that we didn't get to watch that was really exciting was Jumbo. Love Jumbo. So that's a French film. Yeah. It's um, not a horror movie, but Boozy, you got to hear about this thing. 
I, okay, yeah, you take it away, and Courtney. I, you explain. Yeah, it's, it's like a, Dumbo, it's but larger. No. So it's this, oh, no. it's you, this girl, and uh, she ends up falling in love. With a carnival ride. Yeah. With like it's the you know what the exhibition the spin out yeah spin out that's yeah. what it is except for it doesn't go upside down I mean possibly one of the sexiest rides yeah so yeah well yeah. that that or tilt a whirl and it like it's you know it's a major finger banging action on a t- oh tilt a whirl oh or no that's in fear where they do uh, the Ferris it's on the wheel Ferris wheel Mitchell <laughs> all right sorry continue we reenacted that scene no big deal um <laughs> wow insider baseball again insider baseball was that me. Yes, Mitchell. That was the first year we were dating. Are you kidding? Or maybe the second. Okay, move on. Anyways. (laughs) Romance is beautiful. I know, it's so nice. No, yeah, so Jumbo ended up being, like, almost emotional. Oh, my God, it was so emotional. You know, and it just, like, actually touched me. It's a beautiful movie. (laughs) It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous first feature. So we're talking about a lady falling in love with a ride. Yes. But the thing is, it's so much more than you than that sounds. It's it's treated with such a straight face. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I loved it. It's serious and it's it's it's, it's gorgeous. It's heartbreaking. Does it make you fall in love with the carnival again? Yes. No, just well mainly the ride. I never stopped loving the carnival. Yeah. Or the exhibition as well. I'm just gonna say it carnivals are dead. I would fuck jumbo. I'm just saying. I would take it for a ride. Take yeah. it for a spin, oh. as they say. No, but I don't mean to, you know, it's kind of, we're taking the piss out of it. And uh, it is a very, very great film. Um, and then there's the two movies. Sorry, who was the director of those two films, Bloodthirsty? Amelia Moses. Yes, Amelia. Oh, God. She's a Canadian filmmaker, and she's going to be one of the big names that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of years. She's I'm incredible. positive. Both of those movies, I loved the first so time we ble- watched them. Bleed With Me. Bleed With Me. And Bloodthirsty. And Bloodthirsty, yeah. So Bleed With Me it takes place um, at a cabin mm-hmm. with two friends and one of their friend's boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of chatting, getting drunk, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's, I would say, a drama. It's a horror movie. It's a horror drama. <laughs> Um, and then Bloodthirsty is a... Okay, but Bleed With Me, there's a hook. You, you just... Uh, so that's three friends hanging out. Three but one, friends and it's a drama. One of, them is consi- one of them is concerned that her friend may be stealing her blood in her sleep. Yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. know if that was a spoiler, so I didn't want to say anything. No. Okay, and then Bloodthirsty is a... A werewolf movie. We can say it because it's in the press everywhere. Yeah, so it's a werewolf movie and it mm. is like a pop star and her girlfriend go and stay at this like remote cabin. Yeah. Um... And she is trying to record a new album. And the guy who's recording. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. He has a bad reputation because one of his previous. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. One of his previous like protégés or whatever um, died suspiciously sort of. Okay. And so the girlfriend is like freaked out about them being there. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, they're both incredible. Love them. Can't Super, wait to see more from her. The score, like the music in that uh, movie was my haunting. favorite part. It's like a haunting. Adele. <laughs> it's kind of like, does she, what? I don't listen to that music, so I need to know. Um, Shout out Adele again. Love you, girl. Um, I'll get back to you. I'll have to think of who she is. But, yeah. It's kind of like a, a not like older, more mature um, Lord. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's Lord, fair. Lordy, that's Lord, 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 Lord. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the South Park. Park. Oh, that's why I didn't get it. Oh. Um, okay, and then the. Oh, I am my... Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember. I am Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> uh, then one of my favorites was My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. 
Honestly, Boozy. Which does sound like a great country name. Song. Oh, I was going to say country song title. Oh, I was, I, Sounds to me, like a country song. To me, it sounded like uh, like from under the cork tree. Okay, no, no, I can, I can see that too. Um, no, but just like heart-wrenching, beautiful, dramatic, little bit horror. It's straight up horror, straight but up it's horror. so, so dark. Um, Just about family and... Blood is thicker than water yeah. and every, all that stuff. Every single day that goes... I've seen the film twice now, and every day that goes by, I like it more. Mm-hmm. And uh, even today, like, uh, Jay, one of our... On the program com- programming committee, Jay Luke, he was messaging me and just being like, I can't stop thinking about yeah. my heart can't beat. It sticks with you. It's so good. Yeah. It's uh-huh. so good. Everyone, keep an eye out for that one, because I, I promise it's one of the very best horror movies of the year. And the second it's out, we're watching it again. And also, we're going to have the director-writer on the show. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. That's exciting. That's a, that is yeah, exciting. and uh, yeah, he seems like an incredibly nice guy, and I just, it's his first feature. I, I, I adore really? it. I loved it. I cannot believe that's a first feature. No. And it's also starring Patrick Fugit, who I love. He played the the young kid writer in Almost Famous. Yes. Um, yeah, which and I is, haven't seen him in much... Thanks. He's in Outcast. The Robert, you haven't seen this yet no. either, but it's Robert Kirkman, the comic book writer who wrote Walking Dead. They did a TV series of Outcast, which is about oh. a he's an exorcist, and it, the Patrick Fugit okay, plays. I've heard of that. I've it's heard very, of that. It's very good, but I think it got canceled because I didn't hear anything about it. I watched the first season, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then what would you, what was on Friday? Friday was My Heart Can't Beat and Jumbo. Thursdays, uh, Saturday is now we're on. Uh, okay. So you can talk about Black Bear. Oh. Violation. Oh, okay. Um, so Black Bear is the new. Um, what's her name? Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, which I, to be honest, I haven't seen many things with her. I don't like. I know she's kind of like you love her or you don't. But she's like really popular right now. I know, yeah. and she's popular, and I was kind of like, oh, do I care? But no. We I, loved Mike and Dave uh, wedding day. That's the only movie I've seen with her though. Uh, yeah, and then you've or seen wait, a bunch of Parks and Rec. Is she the mom in the new... Yeah, Child's Play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I guess I like her now. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. What a turn. She, what a she turn made, of She made a here. lifelong fan out of me. Yeah, yeah, so that movie I don't want to say anything no. really about, yeah. um, but watch it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of the it's, festival. It's incredible, and I had started it with Mitch before the festival, and I had fallen asleep. Yeah. Um, so I missed basically everything that happens, and I've <laughs> had to listen to him, like... How excited was I about this movie? Oh, so excited. But I've had to listen to him rave and rant about this movie for like months. Yeah. And he wouldn't rewatch it with me. And he's like, guess you'll just have to watch it at the festival. And honestly, though, I'm glad. Yeah. But that's the only time I'm going to say that. And then. I love um, your Mitch impression. <laughs> thank you. And then Violation. Holy shit. What is there to say about Violation? Um, so we actually had a like a video we did a q a i hosted the q a yeah. with a writer director uh who also starred in the film madeline sims fewer oh she's my gosh. one of the, she's the lead in the film but it's di- written and directed by madeline sims fewer and dustin dusty mancielli mm, yes her partner yeah or i well film partner film partner i don't know yeah. it yeah um I don't even know what to say because I feel like I'm on the verge of tears with that movie. <laughs> it's a rape revenge film. it's a rape revenge film in a way that you've never seen it um and I don't like rape revenge movies, obviously, because it's it's just a touchy subject, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and it was not what I was expecting at all. No. And when the movie ended, I kind of was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about it. And then we went outside. We had a couple minutes. And the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. It's- and then once we had the Q&A and like the chat with them, 
I was like, oh, oh, I love this movie. I so, think it, it's because it's an extremely punishing movie to watch. Yeah. Like, it's not a fun movie to watch, but I do think you're going to be a big fan of that one. Right. Because uh, it deals with some really interesting ways of how to dispose a body. And yeah, just <laughs> my like, favorite parts yeah. of movies. Hearing that both of the, there was the two yeah. directors, yeah. that they've both dealt with trauma in their life. They're both survivors of sexual assault. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell in the movie because it's like, oh, this is actually real. Yeah, it's such a, it's so it's a little bit hard a realistic to watch. Movie. Um, and especially like the talk after I got pretty emotional. I know, and that's what sucks is, so I did a Q&A mm-hmm. and one of the cast members hangs dong for a good portion of the movie. Like, I'm talking hard, hard. It is like, it's, if it's you, a nice It would dick. boing. It's a nut. Yeah, it would. It would shoot like a slingshot if you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like or like a door stopper. You know how. <laughs> but it's also a that's really. What it would do if you it's, it. it's a really nice dick. Okay. Like okay. I, I actually, I wanted to ask him, but like, was that really you? Nice. <laughs> nice. You know what? He was packing. Yeah. I'll say okay. that. I don't. He, okay, he didn't have that much like size, but it was just a very nice, a nice one. You know. Yeah, girthy. Um. A kind of. I don't actually. It seemed, know like, it. <laughs> it seemed like a normal. Dick. It was. It was a good dick. Good movie. <laughs> Shout out a good dick. Shout Whoa. out a good dick. Um, was there anything else that I am no, missing? You were not there for Paper Tigers. I yeah, don't so I left because I was... You would have loved Paper Tigers because it's yeah. kind of like Wild Hogs, but with Kung Fu. And then I missed <laughs> the Dinner in America that day. Oh my God, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. Dinner in America, man, is so um, good. So good. But all in all, this year's fest, considering all things, yeah. went really well. I also got... Scott gave me a tour. Oh, so yeah. I got to go like through this like tunnel, basically. The that, tunnel to the green room. I still haven't got to go. And in it the gets tunnel. smaller as you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it was really cool. Good times. I had a great time. Awesome. Yeah. It was. It was an awesome year. But that will be the last you hear of us talk about that for a little bit. Um. At least until next episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boozy, you want to lead us off? It's been a while. Sure. Let's let's hear what you've been up to, boy. I have watched so many things. Uh. I think just because we're kind of refreshing on it, we all watched The Dark and the Wicked. Okay, so we're going to lead off with a wow. fucking... Yeah, let's lead off with that, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, right. we did just watch the trailer to kind of like... Refresh fresh. ourselves, because it was about three weeks ago. Yeah, we we all saw it like right when it came out. I we should, we should would s- never need a refresher with that one. That mm. one's etched in my mind forever. I want to also mention, um, I'm not sure if she's listening, but Cassie, who was on our episode on Hereditary, which we got a ton of really nice positive feedback about, uh, we were planning on talking about like boozy and i were planning on talking about the films that we had seen that week yeah but she was just so good that we text each other we're like don't talk just let let her keep going (laughs) and uh, i think that was the right move so that's why we're playing catch up on this episode so dark and the wicked this we're starting off with a heavy hitter hell yeah latest film from brian bertino director of the strangers and the monster oh fuck that's why it's crazy right the strangers okay (laughs) boozy can you offer up a synopsis for the dark and the wicked I think Courtney needs it. Like, this okay. is such a yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So this. Speaking to the mic, please. Sorry. Um. <laughs> We're pros here. This husband and wife have a farm, and the dad is ailing and not doing well, and so the mother is trying to like keep up with all the farm activities. Um. So the son and the daughter come out to kind of like help and maybe say goodbye to their dad because they don't know what's going on, and the mom is very like. I told you you shouldn't have come. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some dark things are afoot. Yeah, dark things are afoot. Um, I was terrified by this movie. 
I've never I haven't seen you this scared since Annabelle creation. Yeah. And that was in the theater, so yeah. give me give me some space with that one. Um no, I I was fucking terrified watching this and It is scary. There's some like it's at a farm, so there's some animal stuff um that looked so real that I was crying. Mm-hmm. I'm about yeah, you to were, cry right now. You were you were losing your mind. I literally was like, that's fucking real. Like, what did they do? Um, but no, I... Am I allowed to say it's my number one horror movie of the year? Is it? Is yeah. It? No, if 100%, it is. I, 100%. That's my number one of 2020. That's fair. Um, I just... I can't see anything that I would watch in the next month that could ever oh, be better than that. It's Christmas season. That's when you know all the big horror movies yeah, are coming yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So no, I... What a pleasure to watch that movie. But... Um, have a blanket close by so you can cover your eyes if you need to. <laughs> yeah, if you a bitch boy. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm talking about boys, not... Okay. I would never call a yeah. woman that word. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Boozy. I, I think, it, think, I think it's it? like... Now we can just say that like Brian Bertino's really cemented himself as a fantastic, yeah. not just a fantastic director, but also a fantastic writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and all his stories are so much different from each other. And this one deals with like so many different levels of family trauma yes. and also dealing with uh, like sickness and grief. And it did it in like a very visceral way. Like this isn't a movie where you're going to go away from it feeling fulfilled. And I don't <laughs> think that's what... I don't no, think that's what he likes to empty. do. Exactly. Should, he obviously, that's the thing too. It's, it's is like a trilogy of Ber- sadness. Ber- yeah, Berti- he likes to just leave you fucking heartbroken. Bertino is too bleak and masochistic for a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. Not me. Torture me. Yeah. Oh, Give not. it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck does he deliver on that uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a very adult haunting movie. And uh, just dread, 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 drips from every frame yeah. of this yeah. thing. That's the only way you can describe it. It's just yeah. dread. And uh, I would say, like, this is one to keep an eye out for, especially for fans of, like, Hereditary and The Black Coat's Daughter mm-hmm. and films like that. I'm not, oh, good call. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's, like, like well, everyone can make up their own minds, whatever. It's just, it's kind of similar. But, you know, whenever you refer something to, or when you compare something to Hereditary, right? people confuse that as you saying that it's as good as Hereditary. Right. And that's not what I'm saying. No, but no, also, I, I this is a really good movie. Yeah, I think it's its own thing, though. I, like, yeah, I, totally. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm meaning to say. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it again now that I know what's happening and I won't be so scared. So maybe I'll catch a few more things. It I want to genuinely is scary. Though. It yeah. is. It's a very scary movie. And I, I actually wanted to ask, I wrote this down in my notes to bring up to you when we eventually talked about this. Yeah. Did you notice that like, I could have sworn that I heard the keys from Halloween multiple times in that movie. Like, I think that he was actually like paying homage to it. Cause there's, it sounded like it. there's like from the original John Carpenter. I would have to go back to listen to that. Like the, just like, the very first. Like when they're no, no, in just, the barn and stuff. Yeah. And it's just throughout, it'll be like ominous music. Yeah. And then you, you kind of hear keys that are very similar notes to hmm. Halloween, but it's not like the original Halloween score. It's right. the the stingers and stuff like okay. that. Mm-hmm. And oh man, yeah. I noticed that too. So good, so good. Yeah, love it. All right, so Dark and the Wicked. You love that one, Boozy? Oh, dude, this is like one of the best movies of the year, hundred percent by far. I would say it's one of the best horror movies I've seen, to be honest. Wow, I think you need to watch it again to be sure. <laughs> I think. Courtney, you're a little uh, hyperbolic. Is that the word? I would not say. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Because you have about 30 of them. What is it today? Every every day it's like, oh yeah, of course I've seen it. It's my favorite movie of all time. 
Okay. Let's Legally Blonde too. Red, White, and Blonde. My favorite movie of no, all time. Oh, gosh. Obviously the first one. Um, I literally made a post on Instagram today about Legally Blonde. I saw that and I caught with it. With Baby Yoda. I, lo- I, lo- I love uh, The Child. Yeah. I love... Oh, The Child. Sorry. Sorry. I, love... I clearly... I watched like the first three episodes of Mandalorian. I have to catch up. I need to also... That's a good place because I'm not going to offer up a full review here. But if you are for some reason sleeping on season two of The Mandalorian... It's so good. Yeah, everyone I've seen talking it, about your, it. Dude, every episode is like a monster of the week episode. Like, but there's, there's huge monsters. I'm kind of bummed out. They took out Guy with Jeans, which was like my favorite. Guy thing. with Jeans. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. No. They, there's a still in The Mandalorian where a dude was in the background, <laughs> and it's it's literally half of him, but you can't see like his head, and it's just like a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> so it became Guy with Jeans. Yes. And like people were like making Star Wars action figures, and it's just this half. Of them oh, and man. Stuff, I love the internet so much. Yeah, I know. but they there they ended them out in there now, so they had to they put like re put the episode up without them now. Oh. <laughs> That's like in uh, Game of Thrones when one of them had yeah. a Starbucks. Cup. Yeah, no, there people were comparing <laughs> it, and they're like, "Guy with jeans is better." See, <laughs> I didn't even know about Guy with jeans, but all I'm saying, the new season of Mandalorian is like they've managed to up their game yeah. from the first season. I love the first season, but season two every week has just been an event. Since we're on the topic of. TV shows. Can I just talk about the two TV shows yeah, that I've recently watched? Yeah, absolutely. Watched? Just to get them out of the way. Because <laughs> these are ones I didn't watch with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. oh, she's she's gonna die. She's gonna yeah, die she here. needs to. Uh, also, I have a TV show I watched a little bit of. You go first. I watched more of uh, Black Mirror. I just okay. watched random episodes. I watched the video game episode. Oh with the my two god! Friends with Kurt, with Kurt Russell's son. No. Yeah, no. yeah, Wyatt Russell. It's a no. VR, the VR episode. Oh my it, god! It's it's the one where they're kung fu fighting. Uh, I haven't seen that. Okay, uh, I've only seen like what five I, I did, episodes. Well, I didn't. If it's on the newest season, I didn't watch it because ever watch any of that. We everyone started Bandersnatch. Every well, but everybody knows Bandersnatch and on. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Okay, I and what was the other one? I watched Black Museum. I think that's a great one. That, that one's cool. fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that was a really, really good disturbing. One. Yeah. Dude, the the one though, like because uh, I. I like the dating one. I, lo- I love all the dating ones. Like, I, there's some really good dating ones. Uh, in it. But no, uh, Boozy, the one that you, like, that I think I remember me Miley and Diego. One, right? No, Diego. No, not Bandersnatch. I didn't even finish that movie. Um, but no, what's it called? Uh, the one, Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, plays, it, he does a VR video game episode. And it's like a haunted house type thing, right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. That's my favorite check episode. It out. No, show. it was cool. I just like, I don't know if I can sit down and watch like full seasons of the show. I, I get watch, why, like, I get why people do, but they're like their own little movies. And it's it's hard to binge that one because, yeah, it's pretty heavy. I, well, I watched another one where uh, some girl kept going through different decades and in like a VR thing. And it was really cool, oh, too. Cool. But yeah, it was it was like it's a full movie. And like once you're done watching it, it's like you go through so many emotions well i'm happy to hear you're coming around to it because yeah. you, you weren't really into it before but yeah, yeah you'll you'll see that the, it has its it's not a very it's not an incredibly consistent show but when they're good they are I, awesome i kind of like to think of it like it's a rotting carcass and i'm a crow and every once in a while i just come and like take a bite out of it <laughs> but like in a good in a good way do you know what i this mean this is why i love this man <laughs> in, I in like it. a good way i'm just like picking the carcass but i'm like i don't need that much right now i'll come back mm, yeah. i don't really want any ass right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> exactly um speaking <laughs> just smack your ass and leave <laughs> speaking of black mirror it just reminded me sorry of one more movie from the film fest um that i know other people didn't love as much as i did um but it's called lapses yeah um I, would you say it's a sci-fi yeah it's totally a sci-fi. I, like when scott and i talked about it i said that it's 
basically just like one of the better episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay. And but a feature film. I don't know how to describe it, so I'm not going to. Because um, it's not going to make any sense if I say it. Uh, but I loved it. Did you fuck okay. with the Tony Soprano looking guy? Who's the star? Loved him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I, yeah. I, I was lo- rooting for him the whole time. Well, that's a th- that's what made that. It made the movie better. Yeah. Knowing that we're following a guy who's kind of a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> And it's in like a very like complex sci-fi movie. Exactly. No, it was cool. I I'm, I need to watch that one again because every year festival season, like we watch sixteen you movies. You take so much in a row It's hard to that like you're there's no way you're possibly going to be able to give each movie its due. Yeah. Right. And uh, well, La- Lapsus why. is a very quiet one. It, it opened our Saturday. Yes. 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 Um, so yeah, those. Am I? Are you done with Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first TV show I watched is just one season on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, I think. Uh, it's called Another Life. Mm-hmm. So it's a sci-fi. I'm really into sci-fi right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, the planet Earth mm-hmm. is there, and there's an alien artifact that was put on the planet, and they're trying to communicate with the aliens, but they're not biting. So then they're like, okay, we're going to send our this troop to the alien planet to try and figure out what the heck they want. Um, and I was like, oh, like I was having such a good time. It's super dramatic. There's like romance and fighting and like space stuff, like tick, tick, tick for me. Um, so I was like, oh, I wonder like what everybody else thinks. So I went on, I went on IMDb um, <laughs> and like one of the first comments on IMDb straight up was like reading these comments is more entertaining than watching the actual That's when you know you have a quality TV show. show. So I'm not going to go out and say go watch it. What's it called again? Another Life. And it's so, got that one girl who's in every sci-fi ever. That's our, that's so what Courtney's saying is go on the IMDb and just read read the, the comments. comments because they're hilarious, but I was like, "Oh, am I?" Katie Sackoff. Yeah. Yeah, she's in um, Battlestar Galactica, Riddick, Oculus. She's the mom in Oculus. One comment was like... And she's in The Mandalorian now, actually. She carries this movie like she carries every other thing she does, because all she does is sci-fi. She's really good, She's wonderful, but yeah, no, I really liked it, and I just... uh, A second season will be coming, and I'm going to watch it. The actor... There's an actor in the movie, or the show, uh, plays August. Yeah. Her real name is Blue Hunt. And she is... Gorgeous. I think she should name her last name to Ray. Blue Ray. What about Valentine? <laughs> no, there's lots of... I don't want to laugh at there's it. Lots of, I know, I, I, I won't. Um, but there's lots of like cool characters. There's also like the doctor on board is a trans character, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't really seen in a lot of things. And it, I loved it. Um and she starts like a relationship with somebody else on board that UC developed that I, I really liked. Um, and then the other one I am Beyonce obsessed with. Um, <laughs> what the She's fuck Beyonce obsessed. I don't know the reference either. The movie but Obsessed with Beyonce. Hello. Is she in that movie? Yes. I thought who? What are Idris Alba's her husband. That's Beyonce. Oh, yeah. And then she and then has the to fuck chick. with uh, the Allie Larder. Chick. Yes. Yeah. Allie Larder. Love it. Classic. Um, Beyonce or Allie Larder, boozy. I have no idea. I would pick who, Allie Larder to be honest. I have no idea I who Allie her. Larder is. Yeah. She's she's from Final Destination 1 and 2. She's the blonde chick. She's got sharp fi- features. She's in the. I think I'd go Beyonce. The movie uh, Haunted House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, the she's the on 90s one. Yeah, the 90s one. She was a very 90s actor. I love her, but... Uh, okay, I'm uh, going Beyonce. Obsessed, yeah. Let's, you're going Beyonce too? Of course. Yeah, okay, me and you both. That's fine. Um, 
So, yeah, no, the one that I just started the other day, and I'm on episode 13 or 14 of, and I guess there's two seasons, it's called Salvation. Um, I don't know if I would call it a sci-fi so much, but basically um, you find out that an asteroid, extinction-level asteroid, is headed towards Earth um, in 137 days or something like that. So it's basically like the government trying to cover it up so there's not worldwide panic. The government working with this like huge um, electronic corporation type thing, and they're trying to get it off course basically and then there's just a bunch of people who are trying to cover things up like it's very dramatic it's very government like um the pentagon is in there a lot it's all it's pentagon all go- government it's government yeah um but, sci-fi but computers yeah. yeah and though there's lots of like there's lots of drama and there's lots of relationship stuff as well and, and now it's just like it's at the point where i'm like oh this has maybe gone to the point where i'm like what you've been glued there? on that show i can't stop on a scale Cannot of one stop. to Armageddon, where are we at? Whoa, Armageddon. Well, no, I'm saying on a, like how because it sounds like Armageddon. Oh, I see. Um, way better. Salvation's it's, it's better. Way better than Armageddon. Way better than Armageddon. I so you Armageddon. really don't want to miss a thing. Carney loves music. They are my favorite. Um, <laughs> she just loves me. I was watching. It's true. I was listening to a podcast the other day that. Mitch definitely wouldn't like, and I had to pause it because they made a swim fan reference. It's like, <laughs> pretty sure Boozy doesn't even know what swim fan is, and we've talked about it like thirty times on the show. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Salvation's really doesn't fun. Doesn't Denise Richards in it? No. All oh. of the main characters are very, very talented actors. Um, the main girl kind of has like a Julianne Moore type thing happening, so she's like smoking hot, redhead, okay, boss ass bitch. Uh, I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but shout out Rick Hill, who uh, once said that his number one person, that he if he could fight one person on Earth, it would be Julianne Moore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? What did she do? He just hates her face. Oh like, my gosh, that's I, hilarious. Yeah, it's a very Rick Hill thing. Rick, I love you that's so a, much. That's a callback from like six, seven years ago. <laughs> Every time I see that's her, so I think about random. Rick punching her. <laughs> what was that? What? Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so are you done on Salvation? Yes. Recommend? Recommend 100. Yeah? Um, okay. Boozy, what else? What better else than Armageddon. If, yeah. you guys, if anyone has seen Salvation and likes it, message me. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle? Oh. C-Money underscore 666. Yeah, I think that's it, actually. <laughs> See, I can't remember things. I can't remember very important information that I need to know for work, but I can remember the dumbest things. C-Money underscore 666, I think. But my, my name on there is Catastrophe, I think. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Boozy, what up? Uh, I watched some wild shit, guys. <laughs> I was back on Tubi again. Back on that Tubi, Tubi bullshit. Tubi has some good shit. Especially right now. I went through their whole list. Like, if you are having trouble affording Christmas presents and you want to watch movies, just watch them on Tubi. Because <laughs> fucking Black Christmas is on there. I it, know. Texas Chainsaw's on there, for God's sake. There's some amazing movies on Tubi. I can't wait to watch Black Christmas right? this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, one of the movies I watched, you're going to have to, like, look it up because the picture for it is hilarious. But oh, it's man. called Mom from... <laughs> There's like three. It's it's either nineteen between nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety one. It's listed as maybe being any of those years made, and I'm pretty sure it's a Russian movie. It I can't find it anywhere on IMDb. Go it's mom mom nineteen ninety one. Try oh, that. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead came out in nineteen ninety one. I don't think that's the one. So it's about this. 
this vampire dude found who, it who bites this grandma because she's living with him she's renting or he's renting a room from her and bites her and she turns into a oh werewolf <laughs> she turns into a werewolf and then has to eat people but also she's a nice old grandma so then this son has to try and rescue her but oh. stop her from and then there's like a werewolf hunter it's some wild shit and it was really good the, the poster is straight up golden girls no but with sunglasses but with shades it's so cool and i'm not like a regular grandma i'm a cool grandma from the producer of men at work and I, my my favorite part is the tagline call her mad call her a monster just make sure you call her once a week <laughs> That's an amazing tagline. I, I definitely actually recommend this movie because it has some it. really cool practical. They really made see, Werewolf Grandma. Yeah, oh. I can I can see the Werewolf Grandma on IMDb, and it looks pretty tight actually. Oh, that's awesome! Oh my Ooh, god! Thanks for the rest. So I've I've decided I'm I'm just changing my name. I'm just gonna be the Raccoon of Tubi because that's all I do is I go through trash. <laughs> You're but welcome. this one's actually really good. I really like this one. So I definitely recommend that. Um, Thank you. Obviously, I mean, it is it is what it is. It's a 1990. We don't even, maybe 1990? Don't even know what year for sure it was made. It's up in the air. It says 91. It, like, weird horror movie. It's very low budget, but it's fun. Just go on IMDb and search Mom 1991, and you'll see a great poster. Yeah, it's amazing. Just, it sold me on the poster like, I kind of want that poster for our place. <laughs> 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 like in the kitchen. I'm pretty sure everyone who was involved in making it doesn't even have a poster for it. And then you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, you know what? I need to call my mom. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. She is a monster and I do need to call. Is <laughs> <laughs> you want to knock off one more? Sure. Uh, the other one I want, this is another uh, Tubi exclusive, I guess. Mm. Man, uh, okay, let's quickly say this. Out of all the things that our friendship has given you, and that's this podcast included. Yes. Tubi's got to be the best thing I've given you. No, actually. Uh, Black Christmas is the best thing you've ever oh, given me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I sort of gave you Halloween. And sort of Halloween. Yeah. But okay, thanks. Yeah. I, I like uh, reminiscing about our past. It, you're welcome. And I mean, you can tell me the same thing in three years after you watch Mom. You'll, exactly. You'll be like, wow, I can't believe I watched Mom. Hey, you you gave me something that I'm talking about today. Oh, a boner. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> gonorrhea and a boner <laughs> uh anyway this one we don't have to talk about a lot because i'm very afraid of this movie uh it's called planet raptor from 2007 uh. directed by gary jones um <laughs> this was the wildest shit i have ever seen they just took weird cutouts this movie's from 2007 and they took weird cutouts from like i'm sure what had to have been jurassic park test footage and put it randomly in there yes. and then there was random stories of i think what they had is that they had a location that was like an old fort so that they built the whole story around the fact that they're at this old like fort and yeah it's really bad you really are a bottom feeder boozy i'm looking up the poster here yeah it was not a that one was not a great See, boozy's my kind of people <laughs> yeah. because like me and Mitch will be looking for a movie, and I'll be like, hey, what's this one about? And he will judge it purely just based on the poster. You can't do that. He, okay. won't, he won't even say no. Like, he'll just keep going. But, but there is, again, I'm sorry that you have to be here for this, Courtney, but there is a babe in it. And uh, uh, her name is Vanessa Angel. That's a she angel. Was, yeah, she was in, yeah, I know, sounds like a stripper. Yeah. Right up my alley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was in Kingpin, one of the funniest movies ever made. So funny. <laughs> 
She was in Super Babies, Baby Geniuses <gasps> too. No! Super Babies. <laughs> she was in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Shout out moms. Shout out moms. And she's also in King of New York, which is an amazing King of New York. <laughs> Hey. Okay, show, so me, the, show me a pet. The best part about uh, Planet Raptor yeah, is please. that the whoever did the props department went all fucking out. Everyone else in this when movie I was a kid, could I was really give worried. a shit less about being in it, but the props department was like, everything's got to look real. Bro. I love that. Bro. And then they went, oh, bro, also, bro, bro. also, I'm pretty sure, wait, wait, before this, I'm pretty sure they used part of the set from the temple from, uh, Temple oh, of Doom? Nope, uh, Alien vs. Predator, like the first one. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they used some of the set. It must be at a museum or something, because it's like identical. I'm pretty sure that's just CGI, bro. No, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm they sure actually they had a set for some of, some of that. those things that they reused. It, but it looks identical and it's so fucking That'd weird That'd be to weird watch. if they kept the Alien vs. Predator set around that long. <laughs> it's probably just, a, no, it's probably like from a museum or something and they just dressed well, it. Well, what, what year did this movie come out, Planet? Oh, seven. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's three and, years later. Yeah. There you go. Buddy, Ted Raimi is also in this film. So shout out Ted Raimi. Yeah, shout out Ted Raimi. Sam Raimi's brother. Wasn't he at the thing? Yeah. Uh, he, he was at Calgary. Yeah, he was at Hex. He was on, I went up and talked to him and asked him, I was like, so can you tell me anything about a new Evil Dead movie? And he didn't like his that. His skin just looked like, it looks like it's just about to peel off of his head. If I Careful. Had, if I had I a love time machine. Him. I love him too, but to look at him is, is odd. Is, he's melting? He's melting, yeah. It just looked like his face. No, is he's like, like, okay, Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi, they're kind of like Bert and Ernie and... Ted Raimi is the Ernie. Or who, who's the one with the longer head? Uh, hey, let's uh, uh, hey Bert. <laughs> let's not compare them because Bert and Ernie are gay lovers. Are they? And the Raimis are brothers. So maybe let's use a different. Okay, one. but what it's I want, what I want though is, if we can have technology to go back in time, the first thing I want to do is go back and ask him about Planet Raptor. And he will probably be like, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? Oh, man, the dude's made so many of those movies. Ted Raimi is in <laughs> but, so many but could you movies imagine? that you're I going would, to come I across. I love to if be... If I could turn back time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she just, like, got ready. For, it was like a cobra ready to strike. I'm sorry, guys. I can't stop doing, like, the weird singing. I'm stuff. pretty sure people are going to have whiplash if they listen to our last <laughs> episode and this episode. Because me and Scott were, like, very level-headed and normal right. just talking about movies. Yes, intellectual, very smart. Very okay, so that was Planet Raptor, by the way. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Uh, should we knock one off now? Yeah. Let's go with uh, porno. The, we watched this last night. Courtney's looking at me like, what's porno? No, no, no. <laughs> this was last what night. What is porn? <laughs> it's on uh, Shudder. It's a latest Shudder film. Right. And uh, basically, this movie centers around a group of teenagers who work at a at a movie theater, and they uncover some really cryptic tapes, and they start or they they start playing these tapes on the big screen, and it and unle- it unleashes a succubus from hell who is there to teach them about sex education. And these people, like the owner of the theater and whatever, are he's like a super Christian, okay. so they like pray before their shifts and stuff. Yeah, and the projectionist who was my favorite character oh. in the movie. Uh, he, It's like one of the funniest straight edge tropes I've seen in a while. Like he's a straight edge film projectionist. Yeah. And Courtney, the first 10 minutes of this movie, we were busting our guts laughing. Cause like there's a scene, I'm just gonna spoil yeah, the, yeah. it's in the first 10 minutes, but uh, two people are outside in an alley having a smoke and this guy just boots the door open <laughs> out of nowhere, runs and grabs one of their smokes and throws it at the wall and says, you wanna go to heaven smelling like a fucking ashtray? <laughs> <laughs> And we were we were laughing our asses oh my off. God. It's so but then, funny. but then, 
Like, less than 10 minutes later, the movie just comes to a screeching halt, and boy, oh boy, did this movie suck my ass. Well, like, I did not like this movie at all. I was not interested in it. It didn't, no. it didn't do nothing. Like, it's just because it, it was so tonally all over the place. Yeah. Like, it starts out really funny, and that's the thing. Um, a lot of these comedy horrors have this issue where... You, if you're going to make a comedy horror, you can't have the, also have like these slow build-up scares. Right. Because it just fucks with the pacing of the movie. Yeah, and, and plus the succubus has like a really, really terribly done like um, glue-on... Uh, bush. Bush? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember yeah. the name. Tons of boobs and bush yeah, in this movie. Yeah, she's great, great tits. Yeah, shout, yeah. Out, shout out some great Crappy tits. bush. Would you say natural? Yes. Well, the bush or the boobs? No, the not the boobs. We, we know the uh, bush the bo- isn't yeah. natural. You just uh, said it's glued on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was weird. But yeah, no, the first part I was like, oh, okay. But I lost interest. Yeah, I don't know. There, But there is one thing to be said about like there is a, a spit. The practical effects in the movie are really good. Super good. Minus the bush. Yeah. yeah. But Should they're the like part. specifically like the movie. If you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it for the exploding testicles. Right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Courtney was freaking out more than I was. I don't even have balls. Yeah, there's like a really realistic scene involving some and balls. And it's long. <laughs> like, it doesn't stop. Yeah, they, they focus the camera on it. They going back and forth, and it's like, I don't need to see this and anymore. And it's like, it's clearly a real dick. It's Oh, it's it's so real. So they put the prosthetics on this guy's actual oh. nut, and okay. we're just like zooming in on it. So don't like it. Yeah, I don't no, know. It's you guys have seen a lot of dick and bush and balls recently. I twenty twenty is the year of the, the dick. <laughs> it is the year of the no, dick. No, seriously, you, no, no. You can't go. You can't say something like twenty twenty is the year of anything. Like we're done. Twenty years over. We got to start talking about what twenty twenty one is going to be doing. But mm. it's like twenty twenty. Maybe twenty twenty one could be dicks. Man, imagine twenty twenty one being worse. <laughs> it just it's can't. It's going to be. It, can't it just be. can't. It can't oh, be. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, porno can't give it a recommend. No. I, for me, I didn't. I just didn't care for it. And Courtney, you weren't really into it. Eh? No, I didn't care for it. It's it's the thing. It started <laughs> out so promising, mm-hmm. but that's just for me. I can't. I can't handle like super huge tonal right. shifts in comedy horror. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's porno. Boozy, what else you got? Uh, speaking of porno, uh, I because of we we talked to. Uh, <laughs> We still haven't watched. Kayla gave me, she got me the American Werewolf in London porno parody. Yeah. And it's unwrapped. It, it's still wrapped. It's hanging out. It's on my Blu-ray shelf. I think, you showed, it. I think you showed me it last time. Okay. Yeah, there's so, some real talent in it. Speaking of that, I watched The Erotic Witch Project, which yeah. is what we talked to Eduardo about. Um, Shout out a good dick. <laughs> have you guys seen this? No. <laughs> have you guys seen this? Like, seriously. Okay. So... The only one I've seen out of the pornos that are made into movies, and I'm excited to watch American Wolf in London, but I did see the Spider-Man porno. Interesting. I thought you were going to go in a Star Wars direction. Me too. I, okay, I've seen Star Wars porn there too. You oh, go. Okay. But 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 no, the the Spider-Man one, Electro's in it, and how he's like the villain, obviously. Does he shoot web from his yolk? No, he jizzes electricity on everyone and he kills everyone. <laughs> It's what the, the w- fuck? Yeah, and like you know that who really, writes the lore? You know for that, that you know that really romantic scene between Tobey Maguire and the upside uh, down the upside down kiss. Yeah, there's an upside down blowjob. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, peep peep game, peep game. Wow, I'm, I'm fine. You're fine. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to give a quick review of the Erotic Witch Project, yes, and I, I hope that Eduardo does see it someday because we could send it to him. It was so fucking funny. It is unin- it is unintentionally the funniest porno I've ever seen. So, let me just set up the premise for you. It's three women with uh tramp stamps all low on funds in about the year 2000. 
Now, all of them are very heterosexual, but what's called for in the movie is a lot of things that are not heterosexual. Mm. So what leads, and also you have... <laughs> I can guarantee Eduardo seen this one, because it came on 2000. Yeah. So for sure he's seen this one. It is but you found so another one. fucking funny. You found a uh, different... Oh, is there a, a scene in the corner? Like, did you watch the whole thing? I did watch the whole thing. I'm trying to remember. Yes, there was. Okay, so... How many times did you shoot rope during... No, no. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is this is this is a hour and a half movie of... What? Hour and a half. Yeah. Like, hour and 20, something like that. Of, I know you're used to the three-minute videos that you steal from the internet, Courtney, but yeah, some people... Courtney. I don't pay for it. Okay, well, what, the other thing in this is that they were... the. They basically just had the camera guy tell these three girls to just say whatever. They were like, uh, the idea for the movie is maybe this. So if you want to watch an hour, let's say an hour and 20, just to be generous, of three women pretending to be sexually attracted to each other while also trying to make a storyline for a movie they have not seen and don't really understand what's going on. Literally the whole time, they'll be walking through the woods going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then someone will come running out of nowhere naked. And then all of a sudden, there'll be a tarp laying down in the bush. And it is the set. And then two people who clearly don't want to kiss each other kiss each other. It's... It's really fucking weird. I don't know if I want to see it, to be honest. It, it, uh, yeah. I, I, it was something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh. Recommend? Where'd you watch it? Pornhub? I'm trying to remember. I think it was on Pornhub. Sorry, what was the title? The Erotic Witch Project. Oh. And they're trying to find the erotic witch. They could witch. have done better with that fucking title. Okay. No. That's, well, what else? Could, they could have named someone Blair. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that's that. Don't worry. Or like, it. no, never mind. <laughs> uh, Jay, Jay is just texting me. He's trying to flex on me, saying that uh, the director of My Heart Can't Beat liked his letterboxed review. Mm-hmm. I was like, suck my ass, kid. He's coming on the show. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk Don't about it. ever say suck my ass about Jay ever again. He is a national treasure. Yeah, Jay is great. Uh, let's talk about a movie that I know all three of us have seen that I bet Boozy wasn't planning on talking about the on the show, but I think we should mention it. And that is the new documentary, newish, American Murder, the Chris Watts story. American Murder, yeah. American Murder. American Murder. Courtney, since you're the... True crime. Sorry, sorry Boozy, because Boozy's no, also a true crime guy, but uh, we'll get we'll give you that title because you. I need, don't want to be the guy. So, she needs something. So I'm not spoiling anything here because I'm pretty sure everybody it's knows exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine someone be like, "What?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I didn't know anything about it yeah. when we watched right. it. I didn't I know about like, Chris. Are Watts. you kidding me? I know every single fucking detail. But so yeah. this is on Netflix, though. I should yeah, point so that out. It's yes. on Netflix, and Chris Watts is a family annihilator. Mm-hmm. Um, basically. The lowest of the low. He's uh, such a fucking piece of shit. I've um, seen. I've seen. Oh yeah, no, I know he's bad, but I've seen some pretty despicable people. There's <laughs> some despicable people, but he's in the top for me. I'm not gonna lie. And um, <laughs> this this show is different from lots of the true crime documentaries because this one is fully on video. Mm-hmm. And it's all shown through footage. It's all footage. So, like, you see, like, the, not the dash cam, but, like, the body cam of the police. Yeah. Um, you see, like, neighbor footage and um, their, aerial s- their footage. Their security footage. Exactly. And the, the wife, Shanann, um, she was, like, a Facebook. 
Facebook, not an influencer. No, she, she wanted to be. She had she, some she sort sold of online. fucking Avon. That's, yeah, she, that's, like, she was a very annoying yeah. Avon lady. That's like that's the kind of sad part. But we gotta admit, she's fucking annoying. She's like, didn't fucking be, annoying. Did but not like, mean that she needed get to get a murdered. divorce. Yeah, you know? no, but like that—that's what her job was. Is like there's always the like the head of the pyramid scheme for yeah. Avon. That was her role because she had like the vehicle that looked like it and shit. Um, but yeah, I, they did a good job, and I feel like they didn't go into too much detail about the kids. Yeah, I like that. Which is good yeah. because the, yeah. I've obviously done a super deep dive into this multiple times, and it is fucking tragic. I don't. I don't think they would honestly like just from the amount of stuff I've seen on Netflix. I don't think they would cross that. There are certain things yes. that have Netflix you guys, won't. Talk have either about. of you seen the Cheshire Murders? Yes, it's no. one of the most disturbing documentaries I've seen. But it's another one that deals with like kids and stuff like where it's you just you can't handle that and stuff. That and that's just like so far out of left field. Cheshire, like, yeah. If, if anyone's lost. And hasn't seen the Cheshire Murders, and you're a big fan of uh, like true crime. That's a must see. Is that on but Netflix? No, it's not. No. I think it's. I believe it might be on Crave. It might be on Tubi. <gasps> Tubi. It actually might be on Tubi. Tubi coming to the rescue. But it's so tragic, and like, ugh. I knew nothing. I knew very little going into it, and I just gotta say the the reason I want to mention it is because the filmmaking is what was the star mm-hmm. of it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so well put together. It was a really interesting and unique way to tell a new to tell a story like this. And Sorry, Chris Watts or Cheshire? Chris Watts. Oh, okay. uh, the American murder. And I, uh, my favorite part in the movie is the the scene where the guy is in uh, his neighbor's house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when he's like, fine, like he's just that's when he starts coming undone and realizing that he got busted because right. the neighbor has him leaving the house in on his camera truck at like four and he's o'clock like, in the morning. He's like standing next to the police. He's like, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, 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 I got, I got to go, I got to go. <laughs> so like, he leaves, yeah. and the neighbor is literally like. He never acts. That like was that. the oh, best part of that. It. Is this is not normal for as him? As soon as he goes outside, is he always this talkative? This guy never talks. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's over there. He's like, "Hey, man, how's it going? What's up? What's going?" On? Like, this complete finger guns. Yeah, he as was finger pointing at everybody. Just, oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, just a terrible story. And you know what? The worst part—not the worst, okay—but you know what? A terrible part of it is after All that documentary came out, his like fan mail from women like tripled. Yeah, it's it's that's, that it's just because exposure it's naturally gonna are unfortunately fucked. Yep. Yeah. It's true. People romanticize criminals way too much. But if if you guys wanna feel better from everything I've heard, he's mm-hmm. having an awful time in prison. Good. So that can make us all feel yeah. a little bit better. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I so, hope yeah. he's getting the mop handle three times a day. <laughs> oh my god. American murder. That's on Netflix. Uh Boozy, you got another one you wanna knock Yeah. Okay, this is I kinda saved this to like towards the last one because this is the true this is the inner raccoon in me found this on Tubi and it is glorious have you guys seen or heard of The Rift from 1990 yes 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 I, I, and it has Arlie oh Ermey in it I saw this when I was a young young boy Dude, and I rented it's it from so the theater. good oh man I haven't seen it in years but that yeah you just I, brought back a memory I was well okay I, I don't know why. I've just been watching a ton of those movies. I think it's just literally... It's an aquatic be- yeah, movie, I, I'm, right? gonna, I'm just going to come back to the fact and say that probably like Underwater was probably still my favorite movie from this year because it's made me watch so much shit that's like it. And that is this, wild. And it is. <laughs> I'm and happy you loved it. I that's love that's Underwater great. so much. And like, but this is this is one of them. But that like, a Tubi's figure... Ray Wise is yeah, in it. So good. And, and practical effects are amazing. Obviously, you can tell this movie definitely loved ripping off alien but it did it in a great way and so i think it's underwater movie, tons of movies yeah, yeah but like it fantastic i would definitely recommend i'd watch movie. it for oh, sure yeah. 
Sweet. Uh, so that was The Rift. Yeah, from 1990. And that's on Tubi. That's a, a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's sweet to know that it's on Tubi, because, I yeah, I want to revisit that they one They have now. a full category of hidden gems. Fuck, you guys, we still have so... Like, Courtney, we have so many movies to get through. We got to point out that the reason we've seen... Yeah, I know it's an ongoing joke that I always watch a bajillion movies. Yeah. But this is over the... F- span of a month we right. literally have nothing else to do yeah and th- so i'm we can't uh, leave the house yeah. let's no. talk about a new one a new one that we just saw last weekend and that is a film called run oh which came out uh, i believe it came out last week it's it's available on hulu for american listeners but we do not have hulu so we had to purchase it on the playstation network Oof, boo uh, it wasn't that expensive, though. I don't no, think. No, bucks, it's, like, it's six bucks. Like it's yeah, it's, say, it's less. It's less than a rental when we used to rent from Blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this yeah, is but when you go to Blockbuster, you'd have that guy that stood at the till and fucking hated your guts. That was me. That yeah, was that was me, part of the guy. experience. Yeah, it was Mitchell. No, yeah, <laughs> Saturday night you're you're renting fucking whatever's new. Mitch is gonna fucking judge you the whole time. We had a film fest meeting last night, and one of the things that came up was how at one point I was referred to as the little Indian boy or the tall Indian boy who worked at Rogers oh, Video. Boy. What? Yeah, someone called in and complained about me because <laughs> because I recommended them. Uh, William Friedkin's Bug. It's it's a movie that I, I... The Ashley Judd movie. Every time I didn't like someone or I wanted them to get the fuck out of my face, I would say, oh, you gotta see this. This is I'm like, it's the director, The Exorcist, and The French Connection. And, oh, uh, no. and honestly, I, I, I like Bug. I think it's a, de- a good, decent movie, but I know that that's one of the movies in my time of working at Roger's Video that yeah. was like... Had so many complaints. But like, so when Ashley's... Ex- my sister's ex-boyfriends would come in and pretend to be like buddy-buddy with me, I'm like, oh, Bro, you gotta see Bug. <laughs> Have you seen Bug Dog? Yeah, but they're like, well, I was actually coming in for uh, that new Eddie Murphy movie, Nor- Norbit. I was just about to say Norbit. Norbit oh, came out when Lord. I was working at the video store, but uh, I I had him leave with Bug instead. But yeah, anyways, like I'm I'm not uh, like I'm not indigenous at all, but I just I'm very tanned. But I remember being like, I feel kind of offended that she called me out as the li- the tall Indian boy. <laughs> I'm like, that's very politically incorrect, sir. Super politically incorrect. <laughs> Anyways, Run. I don't know. where. I have no idea how we got in this. Uh, but Run is a new uh, Sarah Paulson movie, rest in peace, because me and Kyle canceled her on the episode that Tara was on. She has dead eyes, which is what we discovered. Yes, thank you. Uh, she she has dead eyes, and like she's just emotionless to me. Like She, she puts off so, emo- so much emotion, but it all just, like translate to nothing uh i can't stand her uh all right so courtney can you give us a synopsis of run sure um so this is a movie about a teenage girl who is just trying to get into colleges um and she she's sick so she has a bunch of different illnesses she's um, confined to a wheelchair um and a couple events happen that lead her to believe that possibly uh, her mom might be the one who's intentionally making her sick. Ooh. Yeah. So this one, yeah, like we said, stars uh, Dead Eye Sarah Paulson, <laughs> uh, Kira Allen, who I, both of us thought that we knew her from something. But it's introducing. Yeah. Well, this is like her first feature film, I believe. I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah. She, okay. Who did we figure out that she yeah. reminded us of? This is her first feature. I can't remember. I can't either. <laughs> but uh, she's incredible, though. Yeah. And so this one is also. I'm just looking it up here. It's directed by Anish Shagnati. Sheganati? I'm sorry. I butchered that. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, But she's the writer and director of the film. 
And oh, uh, yeah. Pat Healy's in the film. I love right. him. I always Pat love Healy. Him. Yeah, and he plays the pop pop. Uh, wait, no, that was Dinner in America. I'm sorry. He's also in Dinner in America. I'm he getting a mix. He plays like up. a delivery driver. Right, right. He's I'm like a the pure later mi- guy. Yes, I'm getting the movies mixed up. Uh, what did love you think? Pat Healy, though. Yeah, he's so great. What did you think of Run, Courtney? Um, I liked the movie a lot. Um, I'm just finished reading a book. And I'm reading another book um, that kind of are on the same topic about Munchausen by proxy. Um, And obviously the Gypsy Rose case that came out years ago. Yeah. For those who don't know, like Munchausen by proxy is when a mother is intentionally making their kids sick to keep them at home. Is that not what it is? I'm not necessarily a mother. Any caregiver. It's a caregiver making someone sick so that they get the sympathy. That is very 2020 man of me to assume that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering if it's specifically like if no. a mother does it versus anybody else. It's just else. The, the the most famous cases, like you had mentioned, the Gypsy Rose Gypsy Blanchard Rose. case, yeah. which uh, if anyone's listening, you haven't watched the act Ugh. on Crave. It's on Crave, but it's so good. And uh, yeah, that whole case. The, and what's the documentary? Mommy Dead and Dearest? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mommy Dead and Dearest. So that's a bizarre case. And this movie has a lot of the same leanings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I thought that it was a really tight thriller. Like, it is. And like, there's so little characters in it. Yeah. Um, I feel like Sarah Paulson, like this, I, I, I thought she was dis- really good. In this movie. I despise her. I know. <laughs> and she's, she's really good in this case yeah. because she's playing a soulless piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh so she, she kills it. Yeah. And there's just things that happen. It's like, uh, 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 oh. didn't love the ending. The it's like okay you know when you watch the new Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson oh my god and the movie itself is like <laughs> yeah, okay and then the <laughs> end of the movie she's like I like your beard or yeah whatever. like it's like, like it goes against it, it goes against the purpose of the entire story yeah. like, what right. she's trying to say in Beauty and the Beast she the whole movie is about not judging people by their appearance right and then at the end it's like. I liked you better with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck that movie. And then just fuck. show tunes ending. Remember, Courtney and I saw Beauty and the Beast in D-Box. So our seats would move. It's Did like, we D-Box? Yeah. And I was like, oh, remember? Because we were sitting next to a guy we went to high school with. And it was really awkward. Because oh, it's like right. the whole the whole chair is moving. And I'm like, why is the chair moving? It's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it was the most interactive Beauty and the Beast ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, all in all, it was a good movie. I ha- I had fun watching it. I'm glad we watched it. I would definitely recommend there's it. There's not enough, in my opinion, there's not enough movies and things out there. Like, the first time I remember seeing anything like this was in The Sixth Sense. Right. Misha Barton. Right, right, right. Misha Barton. Yeah. Yes. The OC. The shout OC. out. The OC. Yeah, she um, was a train wreck for a while. No judgment. Um, was she or just in the show? No, in real life. Oh, I didn't keep we up with that. We all go through our Amanda Bynes phase. I did. I, I never went through an Amanda Bynes phase. I was always true to Hillary Duff. Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, though. What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about uh, her going nuts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is like, no, no, Hillary all the way. Hillary did go through a phase, but it wasn't her fault. She barely went through a phase. She went through a phase. Barely. Are you talking about her sucking that NHL player's dick? When... No, but that's what happened. Is no, she... she had an eating disorder and she got her teeth extended. She needed her teeth extended? She got them How like... How can you extend your teeth? It's like an, I don't know, it's like an add-on. Body mod. 
Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Run Run's a good movie. It's I, good, yeah. I, it's not one that I'm going to be like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget about it by this time next year. But the thing is, we all need stuff to watch right now. And Absolutely. this you could do a lot worse than And Run. it was enjoyable enough. It's, right? Yeah, if you're into thrillers and stuff like that, you, everything's here for you. Everything's here for a, a good little tight thriller. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a little tight thriller. Tight. Tight. <laughs> Boozy, what else you got? Uh, I watched, from this year, I watched His House. Yes, oh. and which, is, which is a so, hard movie to, it's like a mouthful His we're, we're all talking about it now so Sorry. let's all open up such but, a good movie I remember watching that movie and being like this is my number one this year yeah and, and then I you start darkening the kid His House is like I it's insane it's so good I'm so happy you liked it yeah. I did it was, it was such an interesting take it, it, like the whole time I was like I've never seen something quite like nothing this nothing like it no and, and this yeah so this one's also on Netflix it's a new Netflix original yes thank you Netflix for blessing us so I believe it's a fa- it's a family who is escaping was it Syria Sudan Sudan yeah. oh shit okay you can yeah no, oh you didn't it, have more to say about Sudan yeah <laughs> Boozy, you continue about his house. So, but also, yeah. So, his house. It's on Netflix. The synopsis is: a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. So, this is like an incredibly layered film. I thought that this is maybe by far the best uh, horror movie that Netflix has released. Like as it has a Netflix to be. original. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, in my mind, is definitely one of the best horror movies this of the is year. Like Netflix's A twenty four movie. Yeah, it's, and I and I know that we like we talked about how that's such a dead thing to be like, oh, it's an A twenty four whatever. But this is such a beautiful movie. It has similarities to an A twenty four exactly, production. and it's it's so artsy. And I think that's probably going to get lost on a lot of people. I'm assuming that'd be that'd be upsetting if it did, because I think that there's enough to grasp on here that I would be comfortable recommending right. this one to almost anyone. The acting alone, it's of so the good. Two main yeah, and, characters and there's the is the, levels of the story the character yeah. arcs like there are arcs throughout yeah. like throughout this thing that make you like by the halfway point you're completely rethinking the entire film yeah. exactly it's um, like what's real what's happening yeah. where are we <laughs> huge shout out to our boys eerie international they did a sh- episode on this a couple weeks ago and it was a great conversation and this is a movie that like you could talk about for hours oh, yeah. and 100%. they did a great job at doing that um it was very nice for me because i saw the film as well and i was just like it blew me away i thought it was so good and honestly this and dark and the wicked genuinely scared me yeah, yeah i don't get i don't i it doesn't scare like i very rarely get that experience because i'm such a desensitized loser uh but like even you you messaged me a couple nights ago being like bro i want to be shook i want to get scared what should yeah, i watch yeah, 100%. and i said his house i gave you mortuary collection and his house and uh yeah his house is genuinely terrifying but it's also just such a gut-wrenching, heartfelt movie that uh, really comes together by the end. I, I really, really enjoyed it. There's a lot to it, and it's one of those ones that does stick with you after. You can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's definitely one that I want to watch again, mm-hmm. even before the end of the year, because I just I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Happy you dug it too, man. You got anything oh, else? Oh, thank you want? for the recommendation. Uh, yeah, I, got, I do have more. Uh, for you some... look like a Rastafarian yeah. right now. Lucy's wearing his, his toque over top of the headphones. For our American listeners, a toque <laughs> is also called a beanie. Yeah, so uh, that's I a think, thing. Is no, that a thing? I don't think they have toques. They have in... beanies. Yeah, toque, toque is a Canadian thing, like I think. Skater but like, boys but wear when them I think, off like, the back of but, their head. But when I think beanie, I think like the full like long, like it's its own little sack. This is more just like a like a little head condom. Keeps your head warm, yeah. yeah. Keeps the tip warm. You, you remember those sack and condom within like a minute. Do you remember those? 
those little plastic things that look like little tip things and you could flip them inside out and you put them down and then they would like pop do you know what the fuck I'm yes yeah, right the yeah, most yeah. 90s Ruckers. toy yeah it was yeah, like Ruckers. it was like the shittiest toy ever but you could have hours of entertainment i want like a full i'm gonna also point out boozy question for you yes i asked kurt this question like my boss i asked him today were you one of those kids that had one of those long dinosaur toques dinosaur tubes like where the remember remember like someone's mom boozy was not a raver no like they oh are you talking about like the f- yeah yeah no, no 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 okay yeah no i was not yeah i was definitely not a raver those yeah those were for fuck boys <laughs> i feel like anything i did i wore was like close to me because i was like a little emo kid so i didn't want the huge thing you know what well, I mean? well this would have been way before you were an emo kid like oh. i'm talking when you were a child oh no, no, no. you're wearing this thing like heading to school <laughs> and uh you know kids would push your face into a pile of snow <laughs> no if you're asking if i got bullied on the way to school no i didn't give, i uh i walked alone most of the time like i was a godsmack song right courtney that's right uh, stand alone <laughs> inside anyway shout out Scorpion um, King. i just want to say <laughs> that for some <laughs> for some reason i keep watching movies from 1990 it's unintentional it's because it was the year of our birth mine and courtney is not boozy no, boozy's no. a couple years younger it's than because he, he knows what's good for him yeah anywho i watched sean astin starring in the willies never even I heard don't of think it I've google it that. google the willies is it like so, w-i-l-l yeah so basically it's these three kids telling each other like campfire stories and then they all intertwine with each other it's it's very cool mm-hmm. uh this is once again a 2b cool. exclusive cool poster looks like a 2b poster yeah, totally and very cool practical effects there's a spooky monster in it it's it's actually oh, a lot of fun love the poster um it it was a lot of fun to watch i don't know uh it's definitely one of those low but if you want to watch a real low budget anthology kind of deal yeah. there it is right there sick and and it's a very young sean astin and they they made this one kid i'll just say this there's one story and it's about a kid being obsessed with flies and bugs and they made this kid do some real fucking grody shit like he had to lay in like worms and st- I don't know. They made him like. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You you weren't privy to this prior. We did already discuss this that it was written and directed by Brian Peck, who oh. is a world class piece of shit. Which I did not know yeah, until I a- clicked the because I was like, who would make this weird Goosebumps esque? Yeah, looking- he's a he's a working. He's currently still working. Uh, he's a working pedophile. I'm looking. He was convicted. Oh, oh, and he's, and still he's working. working now. Yeah, and he worked at Nickelodeon. He also worked on Return. I of- will flip this Uh-oh. table. He worked on uh, Return of the Living Dead, Holes. Holes, yeah, I yeah. bet he did. Holy shit, Courtney. Courtney. Sorry, but <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, holy shit. Sidebar. Um, I just I was looking through the cast of the Willies, and uh, yeah, of course, the one in here it says Tough Dude yeah. is Dana Ashbrook. Yeah. Who was in Twin Peaks? Nice. He was like the boyfriend of. Uh, Oh, God, what was his name? He was, like, the cool boyfriend of that woman who was married to the trucker. Yes. Yeah, the leather, leather or jacket. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Bob, or Billy. You know, Billy? Billy Leather Jacket, obviously. <laughs> that fucking guy. I just, I've never seen him. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Briggs. Bobby, Bobby Briggs. Briggs with his leather jacket, obviously. Wait, look, look at this picture of him on IMDb. Yeah, looks exactly like him. Yeah. Wild, but yeah. Um, Sorry, busy. It's it's really hard to co-sign this movie after Mitch just said that, but it is kind of an interesting movie to watch. I'd watch it. It's on Tubi, so nobody's making money off of it. 
I yeah. feel like that's like a good like late night like let's just put something on. No, it phone. totally. You don't have to pay attention that much because obviously they weren't paying attention that much when they made it. There's a lot of times where it's just randomly out of focus, and I thought my TV was fucked. <laughs> it was just bad filming. Or yeah. I was just like, what's going on? A directive he was, choice. He was just off grooming kids. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, let's go on to one of the heavy hitters of the episode that Boozy has already spoken about. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. So this is a new 2020 movie, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. It's written and directed by Jim Cummings. It's also starring Jim Cummings, who was the writer-director of Thunder Road. Can I just uh, say we stand for Jim Cummings now? Cummings now. We're stands? Yeah, we're stands for him already. We are stands, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie. And it's also, when Boozy mentioned Jimmy Tatro... I was drawing a blank on. It. I was like, "Who the fuck's Jimmy Tatro?" And then I remember, I looked he's it up. He's the best. He's the he's from College Humor. He's in he's the lead in American Vandal, right. which Jesse Sawitzki thought was real. And um, <laughs> yeah, never let him let that down. Okay, so I, I'm gonna lead off. A, I'm I'm going to town on Jambi in the next five minutes. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, so this movie it's a it's a werewolf film. Also, the what's one of the final roles of the late great Robert Forster. Oh, all right. It was so good. Yeah. So this is a comedy sorry comedy horror thriller uh the synopsis is terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon losing sleep raising a teenage daughter and caring for his ailing father officer marshall struggles to remind himself that there's no such thing as werewolves this movie is so fucking good it's awesome it's so good it's courtney's number one of the year she just doesn't yeah. know that <laughs> probably going to be your number one of the year i uh, could change my mind <laughs> but yeah this this thing it's just it's a really interesting take on the werewolf subgenre it's uh i can see that it i could understand people not loving it by the end of it like right. i can understand yeah. it's not gonna be everyone's bag it yeah, yeah it's not gonna be everyone's bag very much my thing i laughed throughout we were both killing ourselves i was laughing. gonna say the comedy in that movie is incredible but not just the comedy like the horror too like this yeah. is an actual there are scary parts in this film and they they play such a straight face to a lot of it i think this is a lot more of like yeah it, it is a prototype of a move of a werewolf movie that like mitch and myself would really enjoy and obviously yeah. we did it's like it's a siege movie first off it's like a big time it's a siege movie it's it's got a whole bunch of like drama and like comedy in it. It feels it feels it's a small town cop movie, yeah, which like, I it's... love, like a small town sheriff's office. Give me it. Yeah, there's a lot of like comparisons to Fargo being made, and it's like it's obviously not as like intelligent as Fargo, but it's it does have those similarities. I like the, I like the similarities. Oh yeah, I love it as well. Text from Jesse Sawitzki this morning. I can say this now because he's not here to defend himself. Hello, the Wolf of Snow Hollow kind of really sucked. K bye. I said, did you think it was real like American Vandal again? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's and then remind he didn't us. respond. No, he did. It, but he said that like 80% of the jokes missed him. And I'm like, that blows my mind. Because uh, in my... Those like, should have hit him the hardest. I, I know. I th well, I thought that it's very much Jambi's type of stuff. This is our friend that we're talking about. He was about. probably too busy playing with kitties. Yeah, he's playing with kitties and getting stoned and being a degenerate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought this movie was amazing. It was like, fun. It was so good. And uh, it's definitely one of my favorites of the year. I would like, watch it again, too. I, I intend on watching it again. Okay, without, without spoiling it, how do you guys feel about the ending? I was fine with it. I loved it. I, thought, I, I wish it was different, but I still like it. I, yeah, me too. I, I was, I, the, what I will say is like when I finished it, I was very surprised that you liked it as much as you did. Yeah. 
Um, but I thought that it was a very original and different take on it, and they did it. Oh, totally. It was very totally. well executed. And um, I, it doesn't deter away from the fact that the horror scenes in the movie are very good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very good, and they're very visceral, very violent. The werewolf looks awesome. Someone did their werewolf homework. Yeah, like, but but honestly. the obviously the star of the movie is uh, Jim, Jim Cummings, Cummings who's yeah. so good. And his his comedic timing. Even we we watched the trailer before <laughs> we started recording. I love the we're gonna find him and I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna catch him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's talking about like it's yeah. it's the whole movie is essentially a comment on bumbling idiot cops yep. and small town police forces. And I think they did such a good job. And of they, also, there's a family drama within. There's one whole scene where he's supposed to be like a high speed pursuit, and he gets in an argument with his daughter. Do you yeah. remember? Like it's like oh, shit yeah, yeah. like that. It's like th- that doesn't happen in typical movies in terms of story progression. Yeah, I loved it. Jambi's an idiot. Um, <laughs> great, great movie. Yeah, it's I, awesome. I'm really looking I forward. I recommend it. I really am looking forward to picking up a Blu-ray when it's released because oh, I would also like yeah. to see some special features. Yeah. Blu-ray. Yes. Kyle's going to be like, God, I wish I could play with him. Kyle those. just threw his headphones at the floor. Kyle's punching a wall right now. But yeah, th- so that was The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Boozy, what else you got? How many more do you got? Let's let's gauge where we're at here. I'm trying to see how much I have left because I've talked about so many. Th- oh, I have kind of a throwaway one. Uh, this is another 2B one. Just don't watch it. It's called Werewolf Rising. Um, I have no idea. It hurt my head watching it. Uh, they, I've never seen someone edit uh, going through a door like 60 times in a row and just try to make it scary and also impactful. It, it actually hurt. But yeah. I, From I, 2014? Uh, yes. So it's a, oh yeah. Yeah, this looks real bad. I don't know. Well, I guess I, 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 make, am I willing should expect to, no less from you. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. I am willing to. I am the raccoon of Tubi. Yeah, you uh, are. I will go through. Uh, but that's. Just so you know, though, on average, like I look up every one of these movies that you talk about, and on average, your Tubi films are, they average around a 2.2. That's actually real. And I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure you have talked about a couple that have reached the one territory. Oh, dude. I have some. One? I have some that I didn't even, like, rate. That's that, how bad they are. That blood surf. I just, I can't. Blood surf. Yeah, it's an alligator. Oh, yeah. Okay, once you see the poster, you'll be like, oh, the blood surf. <laughs> yeah, I probably Poster is No, the poster's stupid. so cool. It's not cool. It's, it's the most 90s fucking. It is fucking, not cool. It's like, here's a big fucking thing. It's, it's an alligator. Like, Do you I, like to surf? Do you have blood? <laughs> Welcome to Blood Surf. Put your blood in the surf. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I've seen. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Oh, God damn it, Busy. you got to have more. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's... All right, well, we'll we'll start wrapping up here then because uh, we don't have too many more, but last... Why are you guys getting mad at me if you guys only have a little bit more? Oh, no, we got a lot more. Yeah, we oh, got, we, <laughs> we got a few. That's all I got. Um, let's talk about Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. Mm. So this is a film from the son of Cronenberg. This is his second film. His first movie was Antiviral, which I thought had some really cool... I know, but neither of you guys have seen this one. I thought it had a really cool concept that just didn't really work for me. I know a lot of people feel differently. They really like it. Uh, that's a movie where it's basically... About, it's like in an alternate future where people can contract viruses and illnesses from celebrities that they like. So it's like if Katy Perry catches a cold, you could buy you could buy a jar of her coughing in it to catch the same cold 
Uh, so it's a kind of a cool idea. It's so also it's, it's incredible. The only person who's cold I would catch these days is Tom Hanks. What? If Tom he, Hanks goes, I want to go. Courtney, he was like one of the first celebrities to get COVID. And I know that. And I was fucking <laughs> devastated. Yeah. Tom like, Hanks is at the front lines of this shit. If 2020 shit. takes Tom Hanks, I'm fucking out of here. Like, take me home, country road. So, yeah, I thought that that movie, uh, the, the idea was a little underbaked. Felt a little stupid to me. But he's also. I, I can't see a, a real. It's a far fetched idea. I, I can't see anywhere where that would be a great full length movie. Yeah. I still um, thought it was really interesting, no, though. No, we're talking about Antiviral. Oh. Possessor is yeah. his new movie. Yeah. And this okay. one's starring Jennifer Jason Leigh, uh, Chris, Christopher Abbott. Um, who is the... I'm going to look it up here because I'm drawing a blank. The blonde we've, girl? We've watched a lot of films recently. Yes. I want to make sure I get her. Andrea Riseborough. She's the lead in the film. Uh, but yeah, this the synopsis of Possessor is Possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. So it's just MK Ultra. No, it's Courtney and I watched the Assassin's Creed movie right before this. Out of like we did not plan on that, but we watched the Michael Fassbender. There's, there's an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, it came yeah. out in 2016. It was a huge movie. It was. Oh. Awful. I must, yeah, I must have been sleeping. It was very, very bad. I am a massive fan of the Assassin's Creed series, uh, but I put that movie off because I knew I just wouldn't like it. So Name like, your top three. Point? Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odyssey is my favorite. And then I would say Black Flags 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, honestly, Assassin's Creed 2 is probably my third. I was going to say, why does no one ever like the original of anything? Well, the original Assassin's Creed is not even close to one of the best ones. The original Assassin's Creed game is so... I've- it's undercooked. It's a, they had an amazing idea. They couldn't pull it off yet. Don't ever test me on Assassin's Creed again. I'm a big fan. Anyways, <laughs> I know you are. That's what I want to know. Don't come for me unless <laughs> I send for you. Possessor has a very, very similar concept to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it actually right. does, though. But it's so good. Like, I love the, it. This is an, man, I know that I keep on saying it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. When we do do our top tens, uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna be up against the wall because I think this year has been amazing for horror movies. It has been. There's been so many great new. Surprisingly, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's miles ahead of last year already. I th- yeah, I've seen I've seen so many really cool, interesting, different ideas, and Possessor's definitely one of them. Well, and there's an actor in that movie. I'm gonna rely on Mitch for the name. Um, so he is like a main character, sort of in the Tom movie. Hanks. I wish. Is he in Black Bear? Pardon? Yeah, and this it's Christopher the guy, Abbott. Chris what? Sorry? Christopher Abbott. Christopher Abbott. And he has like definitely the swim fan vibe going on. What, um, what does that mean? Like the, the actor from Swim Fan? He doesn't know. Well, the guy from Clockstoppers? This is our annual Clockstoppers reference of the episode. <laughs> All right. Here he's we in, go. He's in Clockstoppers. Anyways, he's just like, he's such an interesting person to watch because I don't know if I like him or if I don't. I love okay. him. You know, but no, I. I'm he's gonna... in It Comes at Night as well. He's, oh, okay. he's the one who shows up at oh, Joel. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. I know exactly what you're talking about. He is a fun person to watch. Was he in Star movie. Wars? I can't remember him in any Star Wars movies, but I he's I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's a great actor. And I loved I know Courtney for some reason doesn't like Jennifer Jason Lee. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> for some reason. Her face doesn't change. She can't use like how are you supposed to act if you can't use your face expressively? Courtney, you have you have this, to have, This is Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh no! There's been an alien landing on the planet. We have to go in. Okay, that's so exactly, that's a pretty good. So that's what she sounds like. So you're referencing Annihilation, which yes, she yes. yes. Okay, believe it or not, 
She has done more than that movie. Believe it or not, it's the same character. <laughs> it's not. She's phenomenal. You know I what? Love... I didn't like her back when she was a teenager. In Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And I still don't like her. Wow. And you know what? I'm not going to be rude because apparently when You've I'm You've already this... done that. When I'm... <laughs> when I'm on this show, I'm rude about people that I don't like. Yep. Guess what? I'm entitled to my own opinion. Just Everybody's like you are. entitled. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like Jennifer... Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Possessor's a great movie. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a it's a really interesting take. On, like it, No, it's not even... Honestly, an, it, I'd like to watch it again, to be honest. It's just a very good movie. It's very tightly written. Uh, I love the Child's Play 2-esque effects. There, For anyone who's seen it, they'll know what I mean. But like when these characters are taking... Because like, it's all about them going oh. into other people's bodies and then right. committing assassinations. But in those scenes, they th- there's like a, it's like a really almost art house type style that Brandon Cronenberg creates by having like you watch like a person basically being built and like their skin is wax. Okay. And it looks like the opening of Child's Play 2 and I think it's beautiful. It looks so good. Uh, the movie's really intense and it pays off in a big way. I I loved it. I really, really loved it. And I'm. it just goes to show the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because his dad is one of the greatest film, one of the greatest horror directors of all time. I wonder, like, he could probably write a really interesting book. Brandon Cronenberg? Yeah. Or, or, or David Cronenberg? No, Brandon Cronenberg. Just growing about, like, growing up. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be an interesting yeah, book. Yeah, just having a psychopath as a dad well, who's you, a that genius. Has, yeah, that has to, like, dement you in some way, right? Yeah. Because he's, like, going to, like, exorcist crawl across the hallway to read you a bedtime story. <laughs> and you're like, Dad, stop it. No, Cronenberg would... He has his own little lab in his house. Yeah. So he's always trying to create something fucking that shouldn't be fucked with. Yeah. But, they'd like come down it'd be, yeah, it'd be like no. Dexter's lab he'd go down and be like dad what are you working on well, he's like I'm trying to turn myself into a fly Cronenberg <laughs> Cronenberg's movie like The Brood is a direct uh, response to him going through a divorce so yeah. it's The like, Brood was wild I loved it I love that movie but uh, that just shows what divorce will do to a guy yeah rest in peace 1999 <laughs> my parents got a divorce <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so Courtney, do you have anything else you want to mention, like any books or stuff that you want to talk about? Um, let me, you keep talking, I'll look up, because it's, it's been a bad year for me for reading, just because... Oh, it's been a bad year for you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you keep on doing that. I've been, I've been working at my office since all of this began, so... You've been slanging that Yola. So I haven't had the chance that other people have had to be home and, like choose things that you want to do and my um i used to have an hour lunch break at work and i went from having an hour to just not having one and having to eat at my desk right so lunch lunch is a very important thing to get rid of yeah exactly so to have that one (laughs) at least one hour a day where i could sit down and read really affected my uh okay Um, okay so the last one i just finished was really fun and it was is it a horror I, book? Um, it's Could a, you talk about horror books that you've read? It's like a Munchausen book. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're big on the Munchausen right now. So it's called Saving Megan. Munching down on Munchausen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mitch's new cooking book. <laughs> um, Slash you're feeling kind of sick, aren't you, book. <laughs> anyways, it was really fun. It's a, like, is she sick because she's just sick? Is she sick because her mom's making her sick? Um, but it's like twists and turns, and I was riveted the whole time. Um, I also read a book called The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. 
Um, and it's basically this like group of friends that gets together every year for New Year's. They're friends from college. I can't remember which college, but it's like a, a big one. Okay. What was the first one you were talking about? Sorry. Saving Megan. It's by okay. DJ Palmer. Um, but yeah, the hunting party, they're at this like exclusive resort. It's somewhere in Scotland um, and it's far away from everything. And then basically someone dies and you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Um, and I'm usually really good at those twisty turns and I did not see this one coming. Do you ever like write it down? Like at the start when you're naming out characters like, oh, it's it's this one. No, I just try to remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't read much horror this year. Like... Um, I read like a Greek mythology book called Circe, I think is how it's pronounced. Wonderful. I also finally read The Woman in the Window, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be a film that came out this year that never happened. Well, I think it is shot. It just hasn't been released. It hasn't yet. been released. And it's got Amy Adams, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I also read The Outsider by Stephen King. Okay. I think that was actually. One you of the- read that? Yeah. Oh. What'd you think of it? I loved it. Okay, because we stopped watching the show because you whined so hard that you're like, I'm reading the book. Yeah, because I wanted to stop. I didn't want to. Oh, my God. I didn't want to watch past where I was reading. Right. Um, No, I loved The Outsider. There was also a throwback to um, a character from the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. Okay. That I really was into. But yeah, no, I haven't finished the TV show, but the book was incredible. Awesome. All right. Well, we're pretty so you much. You got to finish the show then. I want to start it over, to be honest. Oh, it's got. What's his name? Jason. Bourne? Hamill? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's in Game Night. Jason Bateman. There we go. Yeah. Jason Bourneman. He's like, he's like the main dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well. Thanks for sharing those, Courtney. Um, let's close out this episode with... Uh, we'll just do these all as an amalgamation um, because we've been talking a lot and we're going to close this up right away. But something that Courtney and I got into this year Ugh. over over October was... S&M. Yes. No, this is... <laughs> we've become very big fans of Vincent Price. Wow. Right. And uh, Hammer Horror Films in general. And that is all thanks to Daniel Epler and Cobweb's podcast. It, I'm not just blowing his, his dick. His enthusiasm is infectious. He, it's not even that. It's his enthusiasm, but he's also generally very knowledgeable about all these things. And I, it's honestly one of my favorite podcasts now. And it's because he brings on really interesting guests. His his friend group. I've been trying to like slither my way in there because I'm like I love I'm a everyone. I love everyone that he has on the show. He has really interesting people on the show, and uh, they all have other podcasts. Like shout out Matt Bledsoe who runs the Film Feast podcast, Chris Hurtado who is basically the American version of you, Boozy. I was on oh, it. I was sorry on, to hear that. I was on his <laughs> podcast. Uh, I was on his podcast inside the sequel talking about Child's Play too. Oh yeah. yeah. Chris is an amazing guy as well. He's one of Daniel's really good friends. But I love their whole friend group, and I think. If you're a fan of Hammer horror movies or Vince Price or any kind of gothic cinema, you need to be listening to Cobwebs because I think it's a great podcast. Uh, but with that being said, we del- we dived into the Vincent Price collection on uh, the Scream Factory Vincent Price collection. I felt like before we get into specifics, I had like a spiritual awakening with these movies. Two in particular. Yeah. Um, I know both of us love the same two very, very much. Very much. And I just like I've, I've always 
liked Vincent Price. I've always been interested in him, but I think I'd only ever seen really like two or three of his. And like you'd seen like Edward Scissorhands, like where he he's always like in he he kept there. He kept being in a lot of these films in his later life. But going back to like the golden age of Vincent Price and like what he was putting out in the fifties and the sixties. It's some of the best stuff that you can find in the genre. The Ever. guy has Ever. charisma to spare, and it's amazing. What's up? Oh, no. I'm just, like, reminiscing about how incredible these movies were for me. Yeah, so we watched The Mask of the Red Death, yes. The Abominable Dr. Fibes, yes. and, and I watched by myself An Evening of Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, and That's then classic. I also watched a couple other Hammer movies, which I'll talk about right after this uh, in the very end. But let's talk about The Mask of the Red Death, which is debatably honestly that i can't remember the last time besides this where i saw a movie and i was like this might be one of my favorite movies like it's really it's so good man it is so good and i can't believe i've gone my whole life without it because i know that this is a very well-known film i'm sure i lost a ton of horror cred from people listening who are like you haven't watched mask of the red death and you're hosting a horror movie podcast i am so grateful that i have blind spots because like i have seen That's the you, best part you know you know me and how much how my how far my knowledge goes with yeah. the amount of stuff i've seen i do have a blank spot and it happens to be this and i'm so grateful that i love it but like when would you ever be exposed to that really yeah like for well, yourself for I'm- me i i remember i think the first like i had seen like uh vincent price movies like the house on haunted hill yeah, and, there's uh, always like those, but you know what I mean? Like wh- at what point in you being a younger kid, even being like, I'm going to go and find the back catalog. You have to be introduced through your parents, exactly. which I know which happened with Daniel and his dad. Um, but I didn't, my dad wasn't into that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. but I'm, I'm grateful that I can go back to it all these years later and have a whole new avenue of film to explore. Yeah. Uh, but out of all of them that we've watched, the mask of the red death is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the movies loaded to the brim with Satan. Like this is one of the most shout out Satan. I can't believe they got away with this shit back in the day. Like it is a dark ass movie, but it is endlessly entertaining. And like I said, Vincent Price is just so goddamn good. Uh, I had talked on the episode with Jeff and John of the film festival. I mentioned that I we also watch Witchfinder General, which is another Vincent Price movie, which I loved that movie as well. But um, he is so good at just being an awful human being. Oh, he's such a dick. And he's so, but that's the thing is, he's a guy who like, it doesn't matter how horrible he is. I love watching him be horrible, but I equally love watching him be like kind of the the protagonist and be a a character that you generally like. Uh, But he's just, I think he thrives as a villain and he is at his darkest, in my opinion, in Witchfinder General. That's where he's the most despicable. Close second is Mask of the Red Death. I really, I can lend you, I have the collection, because I think you would be really into them as well. Um, May I? Yeah. I just wanted to say my favorite one. Um, It was the Abominable Mr. Dr. Fives. Yeah. Which is, there's a trilogy, Courtney. We've only watched the first one. Oh, my Lord. Like, there's still Stepfather 2 and 3 to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just want to read what it says on MDB, IMDB, just so you guys can have an idea. So it says, um, a doctor, scientist, organist, and biblical scholar, Anton Fibes, seeks revenge on the nine doctors he considers responsible for his wife's death. And just Nine like, doctors killed his wife. Boozy, you will love this you, one. I love killing doctors. The elaborate... <laughs> like, the, no, but this, this might be... like So I kind of feel it's dumb. It's so for, dark, and it's so creepy, and like beautiful. There's... It's one of the original slasher films. It's got to be because it, it honestly like this has to be this has to be a precursor for Saw. Really? Yeah. Nineteen seventy one, I think. Yeah, and um, 
but I I think it's one of my favorite movies I've ever watched. Yeah. It it it's, really had an awesome effect on me. I know a lot of people don't agree with us on that because like, I know. but the thing is, there there are huge fans of Fives, and then there are the people who are just kind of like, yeah, I prefer Vincent's other no. stuff. Man, holy shit, Vibes Fives is so sick. This was definitely <laughs> a life changing film for me. Oh I yeah, I loved Co- everything. Courtney and I kept looking at each other. Like we we <laughs> we didn't talk through the movie, but we would look over and be like holy shit because there are some elaborate deaths and it's amazing and Vincent Price is just so much fun to watch god if I could fuck any man on earth it would be Vincent Price and also he was definitely gay yeah, obviously. One he he didn't officially come out, I don't believe. No, but he never he, did. He's clearly an accent. Well, the, you, you know what? You can't be that talented and fabulous and be straight. No, True. you 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 can't. True, uh, but yeah. I, so we both loved the Mask of the Red Death and uh, the Abominable Doctor Fives. Wow. Let's go on to the Pit and the Pendulum, which we also watched. Gosh, which it's was been a long time. It's been a month. We watched that one after <laughs> Abominable Doctor Fives. Well, uh, apparently but I think is good for Courtney. That's the thing, though, is that I know this is one of the... It's known to be a favorite among a lot of people who love uh, Vincent Price. But I thought Pit and the Pendulum was great as well. It's just uh, it's not going to rank up there with Mask of the Red Death or Abominable Dr. Fibes for me. Uh, but Pit and the Pendulum is still a very interesting movie that... If you can still get your hands on the Scream Factory, they reissued the Volume 1 of the Vincent Price Collection... Uh, you can pick that up right now. Highly recommend it because every single movie that we watched on there was worth it. And I good. think Pit and the Pendulum was one of the first ones we watched, right? No, it was the last. Was it? Yeah. Um, but the I also picked up the third installment in the Vincent Price collection of Scream Factory, which features An Evening of Edgar Allan Poe, which is just an hour, I think it's an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20, of Vincent Price just doing a one-man show of Edgar Allan Poe stories because a lot he was he a lot of these movies were so Edgar this is Allan like Poe the original stories. audiobook yeah but it's it's just what but it's watching him in a in a room mm-hmm. just kind of go nuts and he's just reciting the stories but it's uh, with a guy like Vincent Price who just is non-stop charisma you don't need anybody he else. can carry it yeah. with that being said out of all of these I would rank this one at the very bottom but it's just because of what it is it's still an interesting look at you know, if you're a big fan of Vincent Price, I think you'll get something out of it. Like uh, I, I definitely did, uh, but it's it's not as strong as the other films because it's not a fully fleshed out feature. This was just such a nice change for us this year. It was amazing. And it was it was the highlight. This this kept our Halloween spirit it alive. It was it was definitely a highlight. It- and once again, that is seriously all thanks to Daniel. Like I, I my reconnecting with him. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's been a long time Terror Table listener, but yeah. we've really kind of become buddies recently, more so than ever. And uh, I I fully have him to thank for. I I hope that people listening to our show get half out of half of what I got out of his. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not just saying that because he's a buddy or because he's been on the show. I I think he's generally. Uh, fantastic podcaster uh but yeah so that was abominable or that was an evening of edgar Allan poe the last couple i watched these ones by myself uh when courtney was at work and um things were slow for me so i i'd watched a couple but these were just hammer films i watched the curse of the werewolf which is known to be one of the hammer films that you should not start with right because (laughs) this thing is convoluted as fucking hell uh with that being said it's still really cool i really enjoyed it i'm going to need a couple more rewatches in order to fully grasp it i think but i'm a big oliver reed fan and oh I, my gosh yes i came home when yeah you were when finishing. i was watching it yeah so i finished it with you love, oliver reed is love just him. 
like no one else. Yeah, I really love him. And uh, so that Curse of the Werewolf, like I'm not going to speak too much because we've been talking for an hour and a half about a billion movies. Uh, but the last one I'll talk about is Evil of Frankenstein, which is a Peter Cushing reenactment Ooh, of I it's love a Peter Cushing. Yeah, and he's 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 definitely the best part of Evil of Frankenstein. It's a really cool take on the Frankenstein tale. It's a little bit different than what Frankenstein. Frank, <laughs> Frankenstein. But uh, yeah, Sorry. I actually I really enjoyed Evil of Frankenstein, and I know that there's still so many more places for me to go mm-hmm. in exploring Hammer's Frankenstein catalog. And um, that's the one I know when we did our Universal Monster series recently, like the one that came out on top for me was Frankenstein. Like I just adored that film so much. I've seen it before, but this this year it really just connected with me on an emotional level. Definitely my favorite of the classic Universal Monster movies was like Invisible Man right behind there because Invisible Man was also great. Did you watch Invisible Man with me? I yeah, you did, did, but I missed like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That's such a great movie. I know. I'm so just, good. I like, I don't know. I feel like I like Creature the most. Yeah. Well, and the Creature's, and creature's up there is definitely well. the most fuckable. Yeah. Because he's got that soft that mouth. mouth. Oh. What that mouth. What that mouth do. We were talking about this the other. Oh, you you weren't there for that. No, she doesn't listen to our podcast. Right. <laughs> Courtney, like, the, the, just a very fuckable creature. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's everything, Barney, you said worse things on this episode. Don't look at me like this. Wow. Yeah, So far, you are the most offensive out of all of us. Oh, my God. I said one thing. <laughs> and I can't even remember what it was. So there it must have been a good either. episode. Hope you no, guys I'm... enjoyed this. Oh, no. Sorry. I was just going to say I'm excited to watch more of those types of films. Yeah, for sure. And we still There's have. so many. We have volume three. Oh, I should say that, actually. If anyone's listening and for some reason you own a copy of the Vincent Price collection volume two and you want to sell it. To a homie that would really appreciate it and not charge me $300 like everyone else. Because they once they go out of print, they're out. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm, s- I'm kicking myself in the ass so hard for not buying it earlier. So that's why I picked up the third one. I think there's still some copies left of that. So if you're a fan of these things, I implore you to try and get them now. Because uh, they are going to go out of print. And we were we were lucky that Scream Factory, re- Scream Factory reissued the volume one. Right. Uh, Maybe so. they'll do two. I really hope so. Because there's some, there's some good ones on there that I really want. Well, but. this year we haven't been able to go to any of like the orchestra book sales or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And usually the Saskatoon Symphony Orchestra has a sale that has like books, records, textbooks, um, everything you can think of. And I feel like that would be something that you could possibly find yeah. there and we, we've had no um we haven't been able to go to any of those this year so no i know yeah there's just we don't have that opening yeah for sure though yeah closing thoughts uh this this whole like gothic cinema stuff that i like because i've always been a fan of gothic cinema but my range hasn't been all there like i, I didn't haven't... know that i liked it yeah but we watched i showed you the haunting i'd seen the haunting the original mm-hmm. you had not seen the i original. have it on dvd no, you have the Catherine Zeta Scarn one. No, I when Courtney. we Catherine Zeta Scarn. Oh my god, Courtney. When we moved in together, I got rid of it, but I had the Ridge and the remake. Why You're gonna regret that when we break up. I'm gonna take half your shoe. Fuck you. Oh my god. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. I love you. Love you. Lucy, you're fine. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that we have it all recorded. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was so it was nice to have you back, Courtney. I know for some reason our listeners, at least the ones who message us, tell us. You're kind of fun around here. You're all right. If you think that I'm funny or enjoyable, please let them know. 
No, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't. Just go to her on, on Twitter. What's your Twitter, Courtney? Oh, yeah, we already tried this. <laughs> we you did know. that, yeah. What about Instagram? What's your Instagram? Um, you post your delicious meals. I think it's honestly at Courtney Sperling. Boom, what's, there what's you go. What's your Tumblr? I yeah. don't have a Tumblr. I got rid of it. What's and, your MySpace? Uh, the OnlyFans? Mm. Yeah, and the OnlyFans. No, on, on Insta, I'm just... She only does Shiza stuff, though. Sh- I don't Shiza? know what you guys oh, are talking goodness. about, but it sounds Jewish, kind of. Oh, my God. Another fucking what's Shiza? Another ignorant thing for Is Courtney Shiza's? to say. Like, should it's, I? Kn- it's poop. It's poop what? porn. It's people who like watching people poop oh, on I'm other so things. Oh, I'm sorry to the Jews. Thank God for this pop filter. Pop. We also watched Schindler's List on Remembrance Day. We Remembrance Day. <laughs> Remembrance Day. Yeah, we did. And honestly, perfect film. I cried like a baby. Yeah. That is a. Have you you've seen Schindler's List? Yeah. Flawless film. <laughs> Flawless movie. It is perfect. Oh my goodness. Okay. Boozy's uncomfortable and crawling out of his skin. I'm sorry. I, uh, I love everyone. Except Jennifer Jason Lee. Except for Jennifer Jason Lee. And Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor Swift. Do we have to do this again? Yeah. No, I won't. I promise. Courtney, Courtney took some heat for that yeah. when, when we we did this with just her and I when quarantine hit. Yeah. And I got some responses. I went being off like, on T Swizzle. She had she was also a little deep in the drink. Mm. And by the mm-hmm. end, and you don't and you don't like uh, Carly Rae Jepsen either. I like Call Me Maybe, and that's it. Call Me Maybe is not even her best song. Yeah, that's a terrible song. I'm sorry, song. but if you're like... That's not even a heater anymore. It's a mi- terrible song. If you're in your mid-30s, and you're singing songs about, like, lollipops and calling boys... Oh, my God. Don't listen to Blink-182. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> They're still doing it. I love how I... I think there's got to be... Like, I have referenced Blink-182 on 60% of our episodes. <laughs> that sounds about right. At least. <laughs> at least. 60 is, like, lowball. Hey, know. shout out. Guess who was my number two most listened to band of the year? Who? Driveways. Oh. Nice. On Spotify. Hey, they posted on their Instagram their, like, listens. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're I know. They they could be a much bigger band than also, they are. Also, Driveways, but- I did follow you on Insta. Um, Love everything that you do. Yeah. Everything. Uh, like yeah. they're all collectively listening together. Yeah, no, driveways, we sit I, listen I, together. They're sitting in the green room right now yeah. listening. After t- after talking to them, love their music, love those guys. Guarantee you, they're not listening. I love Boston. <laughs> I love Saugus. <laughs> yeah, they're from Saugus. Where Courtney was Saugus. from. I stayed First, there for a time or two. <laughs> they have a Fuddruckers. They got a Fuddruckers right next to the place that I was staying. Oh um, I went to the bar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lana. I went to the bar. Uh-huh. Um, and no, we made friends. We went to this uh, rave bar that just happened to be fucking country night. So it's my cu- it's country night at the rave bar. Like my nemesis, basically. And so we show up, and it's like a bunch of weird people. And I got them to put on, uh, big booty bitches. Mm-hmm. I think it big was big booty hoes. No, big booty bitches. Big booty bitches. Hey. Anyways, and we were talking to this one person and they were like, at least you can pronounce the alphabet. I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, ah, ah. Man, I've never seen so many like, like the sound waves on a recording program just black, blacked out. It's all Courtney. Anyways, love Massachusetts. Can't spell it, but I love it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. Can't, you guys have been trying to close up for the last five minutes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week on the Terror Table where I promise you we're going to have something interesting to talk about. There's going to be a lot of really cool things coming up here. Uh, so make sure you hit motherfucking hit that subscribe button and uh, oh. like and review. 
I would love some reviews because uh, we're we're one of those podcasts that's hovering around a four point five because we got oh. one bad review. I love that we get bad reviews. Yeah, but at the same time, I also just Who like was it? What did they say? There was no. They just like gave us a. <laughs> we're one not gonna star go review. find them. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Could give a fuck, but uh, no. Either way, it's it's just nice to know that people are listening. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time on the Terror Table. Over and out.